The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Have an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, oh, that's a very good question. Uh, hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? You lucky day, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Joe Napote, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Uh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom, how are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon... They will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Hi, this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
Welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. Recently, the Better Business Bureau released a study that reveals why scammers love gift card payments. And uh, we're going to get into that with the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau uh, serving eastern Michigan and the Upper Peninsula, um, Melanie Ducanel is joining me uh, by phone. Melanie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Tom. Um, How is it even possible for scammers to accept payments from gift cards? Well, scammers are pretty creative. So when you're looking at getting a gift card, sometimes you don't even need the actual piece of plastic. All you need are those magic numbers on the backside. So once a scammer is in the throes of that lovely scam, they're looking for those magic numbers. And the minute you give it to them, they take that money, run, and evaporate in a blink. Is it... Are are gift cards not as monitored as our regular... uh the regular plastic that we carry around? That is correct. So the the fallacy that some have wanted to believe is that if they bought a gift card using their credit card, that if something should go bad with the gift card, they could get a refund. Well, credit card companies aren't willing to do that these days. To give you a statistic, gift cards as a gift have been the most popular ever for the last 14 years so it's billions of dollars in gift card sales in any given year and when you look at it from the credit cards risk perspective you could say that you bought a gift card at kroger or anywhere else and they really can't track where that money went to and the credit card company doesn't have access to whether or not that gift card was exhausted meaning you know fully used or not without running the card itself through some kind of reader without well the difficulty is is that depending upon who the gift card is from so the top scammed use gift cards are in this order ebay google play itunes amazon and target they would have to go to each of those individual uh, retailers and find out the number and then go and do all the research. So really, it is the user's responsibility of using that gift card with utmost care. So when you're looking at how we give gifts, you want to make sure that the gift you're giving is going to the person you want it to. And then when you're looking at who you give it to, are they going to use it the way that you hope that they use it? You know, if you're giving them a Target gift card, you hope that they're not paying a government imposter for, quote, unquote, back taxes. So when you're looking at that, you have to, you know, make sure that when you give the gift, that the user knows how to use the gift. Well, that that surprises me that Target, for example, is one that's typically scammed. Do the scammers then have to, um, how, how do the scammers get to use that money? Aren't those cards only 
um, accepted at Target, for example? Well, think about online purchases. If you're looking at Target.com as the example, and trust me, Target is not is actually the victim here because they're being used as the money mule or the middleman in order to scam a victim of the money. So you go to Target.com, once you have those magic numbers on the back of the card, you're out on a spending spree. So you need to make very sure that who you're giving those magic numbers to is the right person. You know, so if you're trying to get help your daughter who's in college, you know, get something for her room and you give the, you know, the numbers on the back of the card, make sure she's going to keep it for the purposes you want. Well, yeah, that, that um, you know, typically if I, um, I, I will buy gift cards for my kids, for example, around the holidays right. and birthdays and stuff to use for dinner. So I will, you know, get cards for a particular chain restaurant right and and give it to them and i assume when i give them that card that they're only going to go to that restaurant to redeem the money that's on that card yeah. I, and i'm surprised are um how do, how does it work for scammers i always assume and i think a lot of people do melanie that um that scammers are are using people's information about credit cards and, and other purchase or uh, other payment forms to get their hands on cash. But are they, are they more likely to scam products by using these so payment it, methods? It really depends. You know, so the, let's use the, um, the other card, amazon.com cards. Um, they will buy the product and then they will return the product ah. in the return they get the cash it sounds like a lot of work but they're pretty efficient at the you know what i consider the flipping of the product um so they will get the target card they will buy the product and then they will return the product for whatever reason because they have the numbers on the gift cards they're in the driver's seat it's their money and for anybody to track that is difficult at this time. But there's one bigger red flag is that if a scammer should ever ask you to get a green dot money card, a vanilla card, which are reloadable gift cards, those are actually, when a scammer asks for those type of cards, it's illegal. It is flat out illegal and it, you're able to be prosecuted for it. But when it comes to department stores or restaurants or iTunes or anything like that, right now the government is not clamped down on those gift cards and having scammers prosecuted for using those. So, and again, because the number of cards that are sold in a given year, the opportunity for prosecution is daunting but it's also very difficult, again, at this time to track how the person got the um, magic numbers and how they were able to get it from the victim. So the victim has to be diligent in keeping all the particular contact information. So um, government imposter scams, the IRS, Social Security, Medicare are calling you and saying that you owe them money. First and foremost, I have to say, 
the government will never, ever ask you for payment for your IRS taxes in a gift card. Social Security will not ask for a gift card. You don't have to pay the Social Security Administration. And last but not least, when it comes to anything like that, the government generally, unless you've already established a relationship, will not contact you by phone. They usually initiate any communication but by what I affectionately call snail mail or the U.S. Postal Service mail. So if you've had no previous communication with a government agency and they are, first of all, making you have high anxiety because they're telling you you owe them money, it is a scam. It is flat out a scam. Hang up the phone. Don't worry about their threats. Because what they're really trying to do is get your knickers in a knot, make you not think clearly, so you'll fall to their scam. Are retailers fighting back against this with uh, with their return policies requiring that you either exchange for another uh, similarly valued product or they um, offer to, to put money back on the card so they are asking you to definitely have a receipt first and foremost if you don't have a receipt they'll put it back on a gift card um but the minute you have that that lovely receipt game on so um retailers are now at the gift card displays trying to give purchasers scam tips on what not to do or what not to fall prey to. So they're trying to do it on the front end. But when it comes to, again, processing a consumer's request for refund, it is very difficult for them to really clearly distinguish how they came to be in ownership of those products. So it's it's not as simple as as it could be, but at the same time, Again, buyer beware, what are we buying and what are we buying it for? And if you're buying it to pay for a romance scam, you've been, you know, talking with somebody on Facebook and you think that it might go somewhere and there's a really deep relationship and it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It could be a, you know, friend relationship and all of a sudden they're asking, you know, that they've got a problem and now they need money can you go buy me a gift card instead of, you know, buying the product for them or paying for the service directly? Because once you do that, once you give them that gift card, the minute they have those numbers, they're gone. And generally, that relationship on Facebook also goes cold. More with Melanie Ducanel from the Better Business Bureau straight ahead. place with magical charms indoors 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 take it away everybody's doing a brand new dance now hi this is mark farner and you're listening to the tom sumner program 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination, a COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can. Keep wearing masks correctly and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19 and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed, a magical place with magical charms, indoors, indoors, indoors. 
Hi, this is Deb Cherry, Genesee County Treasurer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Radio Show. More with Melanie Ducanel from the Better Business Bureau straight ahead. Melanie, I know when I recently I had to uh, return an item, and I think it was a laptop, if I remember correctly. Okay. Got the wrong one. And okay. I went to um, uh, the place where I bought the laptop, and when I went to return it, um, without any real discussion, they offered um, what they suggested was that they would put the money back on the credit card that I used right. to purchase it, and right. um, and and I thought. Well, that's that's actually that seemed fairly safe to me. Um, how are how are scammers getting the numbers to begin with? When I buy a gift card for my kids, I buy the card. I use your mode of uh, delivery, the snail mail, the USPS, right. and and I send them the card. Um, how are that, scammers that... getting those numbers? The numbers are being given by the actual holder of that card. Um, also, another way that scammers can, at a gift card display, get the numbers is that they will scratch off the back of the card and get the magic numbers off the card and return it to the display. So if you go to buy a gift card, and those numbers are visible now, because normally they're covered up by a, a removable surface as long as they're covered on the back before you purchase and um are still there of course when you bring it home the card is secure the times where you may not realize that the card has been corrupted is when those numbers are displayed when you go to buy that card so that's one way scammers can get it on the front end the other way that we are finding out in this study is that um, the scammers, you know, the government imposter, the grandparent scam, the romance scam, the tech support scam, those people are contacting, those scammers are contacting the consumer directly and asking for the solution to the problem that the scammer has presented to the consumer I know that sounded really convoluted, but when the when the scammer calls the consumer and says that they have a problem, when you're looking at that and they say, okay, I can fix it, go buy me an eBay card and we'll get it paid off and we'll get it fixed, it's a huge red flag. Um, are they, are gift cards the preferred method of payment for most scammers? So according to the Federal Trade Commission, gift card payments are the most common method of four scams with victims reporting losses of over $245 million wow. between 2018 and November of 2020. That's money that's out of our pockets. That's money that we have you know, worked hard for, and our intended purposes of those gift cards are now gone. Um, you know, that... I do need to make a qualifying statement. That's separate from any online purchases. So you may have gotten a, a gift card yourself and you bought a, um, something online, you know, legitimately. But $245 million in loss is a lot of money for anybody to lose. 
And the other statistics that I'd like to share is that two-thirds of the victims in our study were female. So I'd have to kind of assert that probably because women generally buy more gift cards than men, but it's the actual act of making the call, being an imposter, trying to perpetrate the scam, and ultimately um, getting the money. So two-thirds are women. The most likely to lose more money than the median, which is about $700. So you're not losing small amounts of money. You're not losing $50. You're losing up to $700 as a result of these scams. Um, 65 years or older are seniors are the most likely to fall prey to this. And that hurts my heart. It really is sad that they're going after our seniors with such vigor. Well, seniors are kind of an easy mark in this uh, tech world because, you know, I know uh, I get repeatedly um, warnings that that somehow my uh, my my security software um, is is out of date or expiring and I need to right. you know renew that in some way and, and I know that's a scam and I ignore it but some people that aren't very tech savvy and it tends to be exactly. older people um, are, are more likely to go oh no I'm going to lose all you know all my privacy all on my, my computer or all right. my data exactly and and so they think you know a simple gift card purchase and you know it's all fixed um, right is that the more common among the scams? You mentioned a couple of minutes ago, Melanie, um, you rattled off a list of scams because you know all these things. Um, but what are the most common scams that, that people are uh, getting sucked into? Well, the most common scams, especially at this time of year, are government imposter scams. You know, we're all in the throes of putting our tax returns together and we're going to be hearing more and more people saying that the you owe the IRS money when you just filed your taxes. So, and the other scam that's related to taxes that is not related to this uh, gift card situation, though, is getting your taxes or your um, tax IDs corrupted or hacked. So you go to file your ta- your IRS taxes, and the IRS says. You've already filed this year, and you're going, what? No, I didn't. Um, sadly, think about the odometer on your car and how the numbers just keep turning as the miles go by, right? Yeah. Think about people using your Social Security number with that same kind of intent, where the numbers keep going, and as they go to the next number, does that stick to, to a particular person? And if it does, can they start to build a profile? Can they file a tax return on, quote, unquote, your behalf? Not really. But, you know, they are just doing everything they possibly can to get your money. And and sometimes they don't realize that, you know, they fill out the taxes as if they um, know what you're doing and how much money you made and what you're expenses are but what they're really trying to do is they're trying to build a tax return that has a sizable refund they don't really care what you normally made they don't really care what your normal expenses are 
They care about how in the world can they use your Social Security number to leverage a refund for their benefits. Um, some other scams uh, that don't seem to ever go away um, are Social Security and Medicare. We just went through um, the Medicare uh, assignment time, you know, where you're, you're picking which Medicare plan you want. Right. That's another one. Um, another one that's a little bit more topical, and it's probably going to blossom again because of the latest announcement that we're all getting stimulus checks is that a, there's one scam that's going around right now that where they say that they're with the government and they need some uh, personal identifying information so they can get you your check right away. And it's like, what? No, that doesn't work. Um, the government, again, will not call you and ask for personal identifying information. They already have it. So don't give it to anybody you do not know. And I have to tell everybody, do not believe your caller ID because anybody at this point can manipulate their caller ID to say that they're with the IRS, they're with your county government, they're with your mom. You know, so you have to make very, very sure the person you're speaking with is somebody you know. And if you don't know them, Ask for other means of communication that you can follow up with them. And then take a second and look in your phone book, Google it, do some kind of research to make sure that the person you're talking to is actually who you think they are. You know, it sounds like a lot of work, and sadly it is, but when it comes to your money, your personal identifying information, it's, it's gold. And the more you keep protection over it, the better off you're going to be in the long run. Well, and some so. of these things, especially uh, some of the ones that come by email, and there have been some direct uh, mail um, kinds of, of forms that right. people receive, but they can look very professional with logos and all kinds of stuff. I, I recently had one, as I was telling you, that had to do with uh, antivirus software. Right. And, and it was a well-known you know, company. Right. And there was a logo and, and everything looked, everything looked right. Except right. the name was spelled wrong. There you go. You got it. You got to not just fly spec a document. You can't fly spec a text. You can't fly spec an email. You really do have to take a moment and read it. And, uh, I'll give you my personal example. I had purchased, back when I was traveling a lot, um, some uh, airline tickets on Delta uh, right before I went to a luncheon. And I came back, and I'm trying to catch up on, you know, voicemails and emails and stuff, and all of a sudden this email pops up, and it's from my credit card company. And it says, um, your card has been hacked. Click here. And there's a link, you know, that, that lovely, generally blue-colored Right. Uh, link. And I'm in the middle of doing stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I literally almost clicked the link and I went, you know what? Wait a minute. Logo <laughs> good catch. was perfect. The logo was perfect. The language was good. There was no real grammatical issues. But when you get something like that, again, they're really trying to invoke that emotion. I got my card out, called the 800 number on the back, 
And while I was talking to them, they said, please read us the email verbatim. And when I did that, they said, okay, here's where we need you to send it to. It is a scam. Your account is in fine order. Um, did you click the link? I said, no. I immediately called you, and I better because that's my job, and I'm educating everybody else. I better follow my own advice. <laughs> but <laughs> and, uh, but, but it, it can happen to anybody, Melanie. It, you know, sure. not just you, but I've talked to, um, you know, people at the FBI who were supposed to run these things down that have been snookered. Well, and the sad thing is, is that especially when you get into what I call business imposter scams, where it looks like the email is coming from your boss and oh, yeah. or your HR department, and they're asking for, you know, hey, I need a little bit of an update here, or can you send a payment there? It looks legitimate. And the difficulty is, is that we are all incredibly busy. We are all rushed. And sometimes we just think, oh, I just got to get this off my plate. So we just do it. And the difficulty is, is that businesses are losing billions with a B in this kind of fault. And when you're looking at it from the person's experience, they think that they think they're talking with their coworker, their boss, their HR department. They don't have any worries because they think they're talking with somebody they trust. Well, and, and so in cases you... like in cases like that, and and you um, alluded to it when you were talking about your experience with the uh, airline tickets, um, the maybe the best thing to do or the best rule of thumb is even if it looks right, it's a good idea to call and confirm. It is always a great idea to call and confirm if you have any questions whatsoever you just kind of go huh you know just if there's any like hairs on the back of your neck you just kind of look at this going why would they be doing this you have every right in the world to ask please don't hesitate don't be embarrassed and the other part of not being embarrassed is that if you do fall prey to this any scam don't feel embarrassed because scammers are really doggone good they that's their job is to again you know we've talked about uh grifters and we've had show uh, yeah, tv shows about grifters they come up with very great scenarios scams hacks but don't be embarrassed we've all fallen prey for it my husband did and i love him to death but he didn't monitor his um credit card statement and comcast called to say, hey, you haven't paid. Well, just an inside skinny. I was paying the cable bill at that point. We don't have Comcast, but he has <laughs> authorized the payment. We had we had another carrier, and um, it wasn't Comcast that it actually called. So um, three months later, I'm looking at his credit card statement. I'm going, why do we have so many charges to Comcast? And he's like, well, that's our credit or that's our uh, cable carrier. I went, nope. And uh, so, again, communication is absolutely essential to keeping you safe. And when it comes to to your family members, especially your seniors, watch them. Because when seniors get scammed, they get scared because the first thing that they think they're going to lose is their independence. Recognize that scammers 
can now go on the Internet and look at demographic information and find our seniors and then start to target them. So don't think that your seniors are losing it. Just know that they are um, the target number one when it comes to getting scammed because, first of all, seniors were always taught to pick up the phone. They are generally more alone than the rest of us. They're not talking with a lot of people. So when somebody calls, they really want to chat and bless their hearts. <laughs> That's right. That. Yeah, they absolutely. They really do. And so when you're looking at those two factors, scammers are going, oh, heck yeah, I'm going to call this person because they're going to pick up the phone and they're going to want to talk. But as I sit here in Las Vegas with my parents right now, the number of calls that they're getting here is outrageous. And one of them that came across, they were purporting themselves to be the Nevada CARES Act. You know, so Mm -hmm. our previous stimulus package. Um, And they needed my mom's social security number to make sure that she could get a COVID test. And I'm like, no, she's not going anywhere. She hasn't left the house in months. She's not going anywhere. They literally called us back four times and on the fourth call they changed it to her medicare number and i went no no you don't get it i'm not falling for this and when you get calls like that so what i did after that is that i um went to the um local county and said hey i've gotten this uh report it's purporting to be you guys um just wanted to let you know here are the four phone numbers they're all different phone numbers Hmm. four phone numbers purporting to be you that kind of information allows hopefully law enforcement in the future to be able to go after prosecuting these these idiots for lack of a nice word (laughs) Um, but uh you know the more information law enforcement has the better off case in point BDB, BDB kicked off about five years ago a thing called Scam Tracker. So you want to talk about being able to know what's going on in your neighborhood. If you Google BDB space Scam Tracker, it should be your first result. And when you go to that site, you can see what people are reporting. You can report there. And it will actually give you a pin map of telling you what type of scam. So let's say it's an online purchase scam. It's a government imposter scam. It's a um, romance scam. You can see with little pins on a map what's happening in your county, in your zip code, in your state, and in the country. And we also do Canada. So if anybody's listening um, on your station that is also Canadian, we also track Canadian statistics as well. So... um, Just know that when you're more informed, you're more, I don't want to say educated because that's a little pretentious, but when you're more informed about what's going on in your neighborhood, the safer you'll be. So have at it. You're not going to break our scam tracker. Poke around, see what you can find, you know, and if you have any questions, you can always call our Better Business Bureau, and we'll be more than happy to try to help you out. That's that's what I was just going to say. I uh, we're we're just about out of time, I, and we could talk about this for hours, probably. Uh, yes, we could, <laughs> Melody, because um, I, I 
caught one the other day that that claimed to be uh the IRS and and it was um a a local area code. Right. <laughs> I thought the IRS doesn't have an 810 area code. <laughs> <laughs> and and some of the things are funny, you know, when you look at them from a distance, but when you're taking the call and you're nervous about, you know, paying your bills and and wanting to stay caught up, you know, it's 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 easy to get tricked and that's why uh it's important to have conversations like this melanie and i appreciate you spending this time with me this morning um but i always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more and you've mentioned a couple things but does uh does bbb uh the the better business bureau have a website with links and and articles and things that that people can explore the the fastest way to find us is that bbb as in Better Business Bureau, dot O-R-G. And you can, if you want to get very hyper-local, you can put slash Detroit. Sorry, it doesn't say Flint. But um, <laughs> it, it just it helps us because the flip side is our West Michigan um, BBB over in Grand Rapids. It just is a distinguishing character. So, But you can also give us a call. Um, you can call us at 248 223 9400 that's our switchboard you'll speak to linda bobby or miss mel and they are more than capable of helping you navigate whatever situation you're in and if we don't handle it we have great relationships with like our michigan attorney general um, our federal trade commission law enforcement we work with um, a task force of law enforcement folks that are great. We work with home, Homeland Security Investigations, FBI. Um, we also work with uh, the Internet Contr- uh, Commission. So when we're looking at trying to resolve your situation, we're going to do our level best to help you. Um, Melanie, I'm going to tr- li- I'm gonna try okay. this one more time. I'm going to try. Uh, it's Melanie Ducanel. Right. I'm and um, I'm I'm Chief Cat Herder, affectionately known as President and CEO, and uh, I've been there 11 years, and it's been one of the best jobs I've ever ever had because it is such a rewarding opportunity for well, for everyone. Melanie, thank you very much, and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. You have a blessed day, and stay well and stay safe. Okay. And we'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner program.com. Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com I 
Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination? A COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Hell, Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the bricks. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com, call us at 810-339-8255, or contact us on Facebook. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner Program where to go. feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacist about tequila. Tequila, tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help ease you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about anything. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately. And with a regimen of regular doses, you can overcome any obstacles that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Shyness and awkwardness will be a thing of the past, and you'll discover many talents you never knew you had. Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor control, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, table dancing, headache, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all-night rounds of strip poker, truth or dare, and naked twister. Warning, the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not. It's a major factor in dancing like a retard. May cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you're in love with them. Also may cause you to think you can sing. Alcohol may lead you to believe that ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at four in the morning. Alcohol may make you think you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting. It may create the illusion that you are tougher, smarter, faster, and better looking than most people. And it may lead you to think people are laughing with you. Alcohol may cause pregnancy and it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked so what are you waiting for stop hiding and start living with tequila from 
This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. I was uh, I was watching television, and it was a John Wayne War movie. I guess they're all John Wayne War movies. Do you ever think how close we came to losing the war if he hadn't been with us? But. Uh, I, I don't want to tell you the plot of the thing because I hate people who do that, but uh, we win it, you see. Now, my problem is that uh, I want to start talking about airplanes right now, and there is no logical way to get out of what I was talking about and talking about airplanes. <laughs> and you should always tie things in together. So I will try this. In the war movies, they always had that one shot of the dogfight with the airplanes. Speaking of airplanes, <laughs> I recently flew out from uh, Chicago, and I, uh, I don't enjoy flying at all. Uh, I'm one of those ones, first of all, who gets on stoned, you know, <laughs> right away. <laughs> Secondly, I usually sit in the lounge, and I whimper all through the flight. <laughs> And I, I look out the window and I turn to the guy who's sitting next to me and I'll say, this flying is really amazing. I said, the people, they look like ants down there. And he'll say, those are ants, you idiot. We haven't taken off yet, you know. <laughs> but anyway, there's a, there's a logical explanation for why I don't fly. I took a non-scheduled airline one time. I was in the Army and I wanted to go to Hawaii on a three-day pass. I... <laughs> But I didn't have a lot of money, and they were running ads at the time. Uh, and one ad read, take a chance <laughs> on the Mrs. Grace L. Ferguson airline and Storm Door Company, see? <laughs> so <laughs> it gave an address, and I went out to this address, and it was this woman's home. <laughs> and she had a little counter set up in her living room. and. Uh, we had to go up to the John to weigh our baggage, I remember. <laughs> and <laughs> then we all got in her Volkswagen and she drove us out to the airport. <laughs> we got aboard this DC-1. <laughs> After we were out about two hours, a captain came out. He gave one of those addresses they all give. And I'll never forget it, and this is why I don't fly anymore. It came out like this. You're the navigator, you ought to be able to figure out where the hell we are. <laughs> uh, good evening. I'd, uh, I'd like to welcome you aboard the Mrs. Grace L. Ferguson Airline and Storm Door Company. Uh, I don't know how much you know about our airlines. We've, uh, we've only been in business uh, about a week. Uh, our airline was uh, founded on the philosophy that what the American public was really looking for was a low-cost overseas transportation. Uh, we have attempted to eliminate what we call in the airline business uh, frills and extras, like uh, maintenance and uh, 
and radar and a whole bunch of, uh, of, uh, of technical instruments up in the... Um, Boy, have, have you ever had one that hangs on for about four or five days? I don't, I don't mind the headaches too much, but it's that damn double vision that just... Oh, uh, incidentally, I want to apologize for uh, your having to stand all the way. Uh, if I can give you a little tip there, every uh, oh, half hour or so, you want to alternate your arms through those uh, straps above your head. Uh, you, f you folks flying tourists, you don't have any straps. <laughs> so uh, don't, uh, don't bother looking for them. Well, uh, we're going to have a little drill in a few moments uh, by our, our two stewardesses, Trixie and Bubbles. Well, I'm sorry, Miss Watson and Miss Savage. And uh, they'll show you how to put your life jackets on. Uh, there really isn't that much to it, but a lot of people uh, get them on backwards. And, uh, well, that way you're going to wind up with your face in the water. <laughs> Uh, if we should have to ditch, you'll, you'll receive plenty of warning uh, because our co-pilot becomes hysterical. <laughs> and he'll, he'll start uh, running up and down the aisles uh, yelling, uh, you know, we're going to crash or, or something like that. Uh, actually, he gets, he gets kind of panicky, and it, it isn't always too easy to understand him. Uh, at least it hasn't been in the past, anyway. <laughs> so, if, if you see him running up and down the aisles, uh, and you can't make out what he's saying, uh, you, might, you might slip into your life jackets to <laughs> be on the safe side. Uh, I'd like to answer some questions that you may have uh, about the airline. It's uh, the woman right here. Ma'am, ma if I may, I'll repeat the question so everyone uh, can hear it. it. If we should ditch, how long would the plane remain afloat? Is, is that the, was that your question, ma'am? Uh, <laughs> golly, that's, that's awful hard to say, ma'am. <laughs> Uh, some of them go down like a rock, you know? <laughs> and then, I don't know, for some reason or other, others will stay up for, oh, two, three minutes, it's uh... <laughs> Sir, if I may, I'll get your question next. I want to get the gentleman's way in the back there. Sir, could you kind of speak up a little bit? I can't hear you over the roar of our engines. Maybe, you know, if you just... Oh, wait, they stopped now, sir. <laughs> Harry, the engines went out again. It's uh, the third button on the left, I think, here. Hold, hold it, Harry. The cabin lights are going out. Uh... Uh, try the third button on the right. 
That's got him. That's got him. You want, you want to try that question again, sir? Sir, I'm sorry. I still can't make out what you're saying. Oh, well, sure. All right. All right. You can try it that way. It may work. First word. So, sounds like running. <laughs> sounds like racing. Track and field. Ran. Oh, it sounds like ran. Uh, man. A lot of man. A whole bunch of men. Men? Oh, men! Men is right behind you there, sir. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I took your question ahead of this gentleman's over here. Uh, I really have to get back in the cabin now. We, uh, we have it on automatic pilot, but uh, well, the damn thing keeps kicking in and out all the time, and uh, <laughs> we never really know if it's on or not. Oh, uh, one, of the, one of the reasons I came out here, I nearly forgot. Uh, have, have any of you ever, ever been to Hawaii before? This a gentleman right here? It's, uh, it's kind of liver-shaped, isn't it, sir? <laughs> Sir, as, as we're coming in, uh, would you mind very much uh, stopping by the cabin and kind of <laughs> pointing it out to us? We sure appreciate it. Thank you very much. I hope you have a very pleasant trip. Thank you. Thank you. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Staying here inside It's too dangerous out in the world I'll see you on the other side When I'm in my quarantine In my little place too high My heart is aching and I'm missing you I'll see you on the other side I'll see you on the other side on the other side We're all in for a bumpy ride Wide. I'll 
Alexander Zanjic, don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner.